everybody, welcome to Creepy Club. I'm Rissa. I'm Heidi. And this is the podcast where we talk everything creepy and crimey. I nailed it in one that time. You totally did. Ooh. Is my... I panicked a little bit right before I said it. You know what I'm panicking about? Is my ringer off? <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, what's new with you? Uh, well, I had a late drunken night last night, so I'm feeling a little, um, uh, you know... So I should knock some pots and pans around. <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully that won't affect the podcast. But, you know, just so you know. Yeah. Friend of the show, Emma. Yeah. So I went to, um, I went on a lady date with last year to go see. Oh, yeah. My favorite murder. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. She's good times. Um, Emma came into town yesterday and we did some stuff and some things and some drinking. And it was great. Stuff and things. Yep. Uh, I do have a creepy correction, conclusion, clarification, if you are ready to move on to that. I'm, I'm feeling it. Sweet. So, uh, we talked about, um, which, I forget which case it was, the Enfield case. Was it then? No, the Perones. Sorry. So we talked about the Perone case a few episodes ago, um, and... I don't know, just as a recap, it's like a family was haunted (laughs) and and Lorraine Warren came and saved the day. I don't really remember what was significant about that. Go Lorraine. Um, But so we talked about how there's um, the movie, The Conjuring, is based off of that story. I was listening to a podcast the other day. uh, You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes, and he had the actress Joey King on who played one of the daughters in The Conjuring. Uh, And she told him this story about being on set for that show, or that movie. Um, And in the real story, uh, the mother of the family would get weird bruises kind of randomly without any explanation. Um, And so Joey King started to get bruises in weird places while she was on set. Ew. And I don't like was, that at she all. said she said it was like places like that you wouldn't normally bump into something like, like the inside of your thigh or something. yeah like on her neck and stuff like that and and well the, she said the makeup people actually thought that she was like playing a joke on them like taking their like bruise kit and <laughs> making her own bruises and they tried to wipe them off. I would totally think I would be like mm-hmm, hickey. Yeah. I see you. And I think she was like 12 years old at the time. Something like that. She was oh. pretty young. Okay, so maybe not then. Yeah. <laughs> well, not. depending on the 12-year-old. Yeah. Uh, so she went to the doctor and the doctor took her blood. And she, she was joking about how the doctor had the like worst bedside manner. And he was like, it could be leukemia. But <laughs> turns out it wasn't. Um, but her pla- always go for the worst possible <laughs> yeah. diagnosis to scare the shit out of your patients. Yeah. Good job. Um, but her platelets were really low, like extremely low, and they were like, "You need a blood transfusion." And they, her, and her mom decided that they didn't want to do that. I forget, like it. She didn't really explain to in depth why they decided not to, but um, the doctor was like, "Okay, well, you could if you fall." It could be a very, very bad for you. So be very, very careful. And so she had to like finish the rest of the film shoot being extremely careful not to like fall or bump into anything. And they had her eat eating lots of iron, like a super high iron diet. Ooh, I knew somebody I worked with someone who had to do that. And she would have to like eat liver and organ meats because they're really high in iron. Oh. I think I would just have to get a transfusion. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I could do it. Um, but she so she said they checked her blood like twice a day and it was ever so slightly creeping up like the platelet level, but nothing really significant. And she was eating liver by the fistful. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Interesting. Leafy greens. I don't know. Um, and then after her, the shoot, she got her blood checked. And the second time she went in for an appointment to get her blood checked, she was completely normal. And the doctors mm. were shocked. They were like, we have no idea how your blood returned to normal in that short amount of time. Um, and she said she never had any problems with her blood 
before that or after that. Like, she gives blood all the time. It's just never been an issue. It's just on that film shoot for the country. Okay, that's... Isn't that weird? That is really weird. Did you look up the green holy water? Yes. <laughs> and they one, were... one, more, one more little tidbit before we move on okay. to that. Uh, Joey King coincidentally also played... Did you did you see the show The Act on Hulu, which is about the Munchausens by proxy? Um, what was her name? Gypsy and oh yeah, her Gypsy Rose and her yeah. mama. So Joey King also played Gypsy Rose in The Act. Isn't it? Isn't that a funny coincidence? So I thought that was a cool story. Anyway, uh, uh, green holy water. All I could find was uh, your holy water has algae in it, like. <laughs> Okay. It's like it's growing mold. Well, that was my first question to her. I was like, <laughs> how recently did you put it out? Because I feel like those kind of things, like, you know, your sour cream's not moldy today and tomorrow it is. Right. Like, you don't... Yeah. It. It's like a slow Yeah, it's slow. And you don't notice it until it's, like, visibly green or whatever. Right. Um. But no, it was fresh. She's still, I, it, I chatted with her briefly a couple days ago online, but I haven't had a chance to, to chat her up much more since. Um, I still have many questions for her. Yeah. Um, so, anywho, well, we can get started with the topic if you want, unless you have any more CCCs. Hmm. I don't think so. All right. What are we talking about? Well, <laughs> we're going to talk about Dr. Glennon Engelman, a South St. Louis dentist. Mm-hmm. And um, his crimes have nothing to do with dental work, rest assured. So just kidding about the skip it if you're a dentist. If you're already scared of the dentist. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't actually have anything to do with, with Skip it. Skip it if you're scared of serial killers, huh? Yeah, that's probably more <laughs> accurate. Yeah. No, he... His... As far as I can tell, his dental practice was legit. Yeah. Um, There was nothing strange about what was going on there. Um, There were a lot of other things that were strange... <laughs> Yeah. About him. Um, but his dental dental work seemed to be generally on the up and up. <laughs> so little background about our friend here. Not friend. <laughs> so it's estimated that the number of victims. So he's a serial killer. And his number of victims is probably seven or more although i didn't find a lot of information about more than like five or six i think um so some of them are kind of like maybe some of it is um oh damn why are words so hard sometimes (laughs) um they suspected of him of it but it you know, wasn't ever confirmed for whatever reason. There is a super cheesy horror movie that was done in 1996 called The Dentist, based on him. Mm. That is, I do not think in any way a documentary. <laughs> and then there's a follow-up cheesy horror movie to it. I am also not recommending the movie, but if if you like cheesy horror, it's out there. Um, he was born in. St. Louis in February 1927. He is a United States Army veteran. What day in February? It is February right now. February 6th. Oh. So it's recently his birthday, I suppose. Happy birthday. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Nice poke in the eye for your birthday. Mm -hmm. So he was raised in St. Louis by his railroad worker father and mother. He had three siblings. Melody and two brothers grew up in a modest home. Seemed like pretty. He serial killer bingo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't get to mark anything off yet. 
Okay. Like everything seems pretty pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Um, no stuttering. No. No Wet, wetting the bed. Head on the head. Yeah. Dissecting no, animals. Well. Okay. Um. Not yet. <laughs> uh, he was described as an average student, maybe slightly less than average at times. However, later he got his degree from the Washu School of Dentistry, which no longer exists, FYI, and was able to attend college under the GI Bill. So he couldn't have been a total slouch yeah. if he got into dental school. That's not that easy. He must have done okay. He, he must have done okay enough right. um, that he got into dental school. I would say that maybe because he was in the service, they were more lenient. And I don't know. He graduated in 1954. Maybe it wasn't as competitive then, but I, I don't know. Anyway, so he went to Washington University's in St. Louis School of Dentistry, which, you know, top 20 university has been for forever yeah not cheap good for him that he had the gi bill pay for it because mm-hmm. he's dead now but he'd probably still be paying for it <laughs> yeah he had a reputation in the community as being a super great guy does this say now you can yeah. start marking off things on yeah, your bingo yeah, card yeah. unassuming mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he wasn't he didn't volunteer to be a clown at children's parties like John Wayne Gacy, <laughs> yeah. which is good. There were no clowns, but uh, he did offer dental service to some of the city's poorest patients. So that got him brownie points in the community. Right. That seems nice. I mean, I'm not going to say that it balances out his future behavior. Yeah. But I am glad that some folks who didn't have a lot of money were able to get dental care yeah and i hope that this is not um i certainly don't think that he represents all people who help poor folks who need dental care yeah i don't think he's representing any of them anyway so you know nothing nothing super weird he did later develop an interest in hunting um Mm-hmm. But I mean, we're in Missouri. Yeah, that's not, not really that. That's not unusual or creepy. No, I mean, if I had a nickel for every home that I've been in that had a mounted animal head in my lifetime, right? While vis like visiting a home in Missouri, not so much in the city, but like friends who lived out in the county or out in the country Mm -hmm. can't really say i've seen it in the city so much but seen a lot of deer heads in my time Mm -hmm. and fish yep mounted fish i don't billy bass well (laughs) yes billy bass but also real fish right missouri fish are generally pretty ugly fish they're not very pretty fish like have have you ever seen like a catfish in an aquarium yeah that is one ugly ass fish yeah whenever i go on float trips i try not to think about the fact that they're in the water with me yeah every once in a while you know how when you're floating and you feel something brush up against you and i'm like seaweed and i know it's not because i'm not in the (laughs) ocean yeah (laughs) but i'm like definitely plant life definitely not catfish whiskers and Whiskers. whiskers um whiskers Knowing what a hideous animal a catfish is, and if you live somewhere that does not have catfish, do not be fooled by its name, which makes it sound cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, please look it up. I suppose we could post a picture of a catfish. Um, they are hideous creatures and very popular eats around here. Yeah, they're delicious. Blech. Really? Pass. I think they're delicious. I think they taste like an old tire. Mm. And I think they smell worse. I don't think you've had it prepared right. I hate all seafood. Oh, never mind. Yeah. I could never be... If I was a fish, I would have to be the kind that eats plant life 
or plankton. I couldn't be the kind that eats other fish. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, so he did he did pick up a hunting hobby along the way, but I mean, that really like benign. Totally. I was reading one article and they were like that just um, you know, wet his palate for his urge to kill, you know, it it didn't satiate his urge to kill. He had to go further and I was like, "Well, that's very dramatic, but have you been to Missouri before?" Like <laughs> yeah. Everybody you know, outside the county line hunts. Mm -hmm. My daughter, when she was growing up, she would go with her dad to his family's house. Um, he has some family that lives in a rural area on like a 500 acre cattle farm. Mm -hmm. And she mostly did target shooting. I don't think she ever actually hunted anything, but like that that's just like what you do. Yeah. Which is most of Missouri. Yeah. You know, you have St. Louis and Kansas City, and then the rest of it's just a bunch of forest. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, they didn't really... Oh, and then he was also into drag racing, which is another thing. I don't know... Well, Indianapolis, obviously, they like it. Yeah. I don't know about the popularity of drag racing in other places, but that's one of those things that I think of as being... And I'm sorry if I'm about to offend people, but I always think of it being as like kind of a like white trash yeah sport yeah i can see that i mean obviously if you are like a nascar driver you are highly skilled yeah because if you can drive that fast in a loop and not smash into stuff every single time you're a pretty good driver yeah i don't driving in circles or ovals doesn't do it for me so much but like monster truck rallies and drag racing mm -hmm. that sounds just not interesting to me <laughs> if okay so a b if you had to go to either drag racing or monster truck rally monster which, truck rally same why more interesting why they're smashing trucks same yeah i don't want i like i don't want to watch people just drive in a circle and then hope that somebody crashes. You know what I mean? Like for for some sort of entertainment. Not that I would hope for anybody to be hurt. But like most of the people that are watching races are wanting to see a crash. Yeah. That, that's not for me. Nah. There's a campground that I went to um, one time. And it's very near a drag racing track, I guess is what you call it. Um, and... That shit is loud. Yeah. I was like, what? Who let you put this next to a state park? <laughs> yeah. And I I did once date a guy who um, rode dirt bikes. Mm-hmm. And he was from, he, he called me a Yankee. <laughs> All he, right. But. Because you're from north of the Missouri Compromise Line? No, I'm north of I-10, which is the southernmost uh, east-west highway, which makes me a Yankee. He was from, oh. like, the bayou in Louisiana. Yeah. Anything above that was Yankee to him, because mm -hmm. that's where he was from originally. He's like, you're Yankee, darling. It's fun. But he grew up riding dirt bikes, which I also thought was kind of, mm, <laughs> whatever. But anyway, so he was super into drag racing. Which I'm like, I don't know, uh, whatever. Maybe, okay, so maybe I am unfairly uh, prejudiced against the drag racing scene. If it was men in drag, I would watch it. Yeah, RuPaul's Drag Race. Ex right. Excluded. <laughs> that sounds super interesting. So if there's some element of drag racing that I'm missing or Rissa is missing, please let us know what what it what the attraction is because maybe we're missing something really fun and we're unfairly judging it i'm open okay so uh he really liked getting married <laughs> is that his hobby <laughs> after drag dressing yeah yeah so his first wife was 
Edna Ruth Ball. How do you get Ruth? Ruth is in quotes. That was her nickname. How do you get Ruth out of Edna? I don't know. You know, those old timey people, they just pick something. Maybe they were like, hey, Edna, you know what? Ruth. Yeah. Maybe maybe your mom's name was Edna or something. Oh, true. Okay. Anyway, his first marriage was in 1953. Oh, and here's the thing. Well, you saw the picture of him, and I'll post it in the meeting minutes. Not what I would call a looker. No. I would now one of the pictures that shows up in several articles, I think is purposely meant to make him look like a total madman. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. his hair's all jacked up. He looks <laughs> like he just crawled out of bed. Yeah. There's an there's a couple other photos of him where he looks probably more like he did when he went to work. Right. And um like one of them's a picture of him leaving court. Still, I would say like average at best. Yeah. Like just I don't know. He looks like your average dentist. I had a a really hot dentist when I was a kid. My mom said I had Mm -hmm. a major crush on Dr. Stephen Levitt. (laughs) I've had a hot dentist before. Yeah. And I've actually, I've had two very attractive dentists in my time, but I majorly crushed on Dr. Levitt. He was um, a very handsome Jewish man who wore cowboy boots and that impressed me greatly. That's all you got. That's he all had you the need, huh? he had the curly the curly hair. Yeah, yeah, the curly hair and the cowboy boots. Hey, when you're in like second grade, that's hot. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I haven't looked at a picture from since, but he's probably still he's probably old now, but uh, probably still very attractive. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so Edna or Ruth was his dental hygienist. Oh, mm-hmm. office romance, so, huh? Even though he was not what I would consider to be more than like average looks, he was known to be kind of a ladies' man. Mm-hmm. Charming. Mm-hmm. Which serial killer bingo? Exactly. Definitely a sociopath. No question whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Nails it there. Mm-hmm. The animals thing. They just mention him hunting. They don't say he did anything weird. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. I, so I don't know. You maybe put like a half a mark on that. Mm-hmm. Um, no he- head injuries, no bedwetting, no, no, if his parents were abusive, nobody mentioned it. Mm-hmm. No mommy issues that I'm aware of. Um, just a kind of sadistic personality. Mm-hmm. So they were only married for a few years. Um, but they continued to get it on after they split Mm. and she remarried someone else. And apparently, I love it when they say this, she had a bit of a wild reputation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She probably, yeah. For causing scenes in local bars. And clearly the person who wrote this article is not from St. Louis because they would have said taverns. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So she was a tavern gal. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Anywho, so she was causing trouble, but they continued to get it on even after she got remarried, which there's a little story about that we'll get to next. So then not long after, just three years later, he marries, I guess this is Ida, E-D-A, Ida Van Hest, librarian. Uh, nice scrubby Dutch girl, I'm guessing. That's what they, they called, you know, like Dutch town. Mm. Scrubby Dutch. Um, it says not much is known of their merit marriage. While the dentist was a ruthless killer, he was a ruthful lover. Some of the puns <laughs> in these articles were <laughs> way, way too much. Mm-hmm. His third and last trip down the altar was to a woman also named Ruth. So he had two Ruths. And huh. then Ida, I guess. Um, her maiden name was Jolly. With an EY. In 1967, they had a son together named David. And it says, the third and final wife of the cavity-fighting hitman. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I love the puns are unbelievable. Yeah. My favorite article that I read, the title of the article is um is 
killer driller. <laughs> yeah. St. Louis dentist used his sexual power to get women to aid him in his murder schemes, netting him huge fortune. Mm. But I just think killer driller, like he needed a satin jacket or something. Yeah. So, I mean, as a dentist, I would think that he was probably doing fairly okay in the money department. I know every time I go to the dentist, it costs me a fucking fortune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he had a he had an a practice of his own as a dentist, which I would think you know he only had one kid. He was clearly not Catholic, <laughs> um, so it's not like he needed. Although the drag racing, if you're into that kind of thing, maybe he was like wanted more expensive crap for his cars or something. Right. The one thing that they did mention in these articles is that part of his sociopathy was that he enjoyed every aspect of planning different ways to kill his victims. He didn't have, like, a lot of times they'll, serial killers will have, like, a ritual or a method that they employ. Mm -hmm. Not him. He's like, I like to mix it up. Hmm. I like, he started with bludgeoning. Then he went to shooting, and then he did a car bomb. Hmm. Then he threw someone down a well and chased it with lit sticks of dynamite. Wow. Yeah. So they think that one of his, um, oh, and the per the the car bombing the person was obviously in the car. Uh. Yeah. Oh, he did. This does say he did keep some parts of the animals as trophies, but still, I that's just taxidermy. Yeah, I don't know. There's a difference between like, like, like in his freezer, tail. Yeah, like. (laughs) Did he make a raccoon cap? Did he? That would be really hilarious if he was like doing dental work with a coon cap on. Yes. Actually, would probably have gone to him if that was the case. (laughs) So, uh. But yeah, the s- sledgehammer, not so nice. His, yeah. um, he really liked all of the planning aspect of the murders. Yikes. And loved the idea of like getting away with his crimes and sort of slipping through the cop's fingers every time. So he got off on the cat and mouse. I don't know why, but that like the him being into the planning part is super creepy. It creeps me out more. Yeah, I guess some serial killers are somewhat spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Like they just have they have rage problems and so their victims are there's some planning, like Yeah, I get that there's most serial killers are planning, but like the fact that he liked it is unsettling. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy planning things but not like that right i mean i'm a planner as well yeah like sometimes i think i enjoy planning parties more than having the party yeah (laughs) i feel that so hard (laughs) (laughs) like not that i don't enjoy seeing my friends but i just like picking out all the decorations and like planning the menu and yeah i don't know i just geek out on all the did you like planning your wedding oh my god yeah really okay because every person i've ever talked to that has gotten had a real legit wedding not like mine but (laughs) uh that they are like happy divorce by the way (laughs) i'm not still not official yet what yeah the case file hasn't been updated i don't don't know you know how it's not like it's gonna be contested you know how the government likes to take forever i put that on my calendar so i can text you happy divorce day (laughs) since i fucked up your birthday Yeah, that meant more to me than the birthday thing. Oh, um, good. I'm glad. But uh, I don't even remember what I was talking about. Oh, like, yeah, my friends are like, oh, it was awful. Like, I would, ha- I hated planning every aspect. Like, just like. Are they, are they creatives? Uh, in some, yeah, in some ways. I think it's all about, well, I knew from the beginning that I wanted a very DIY, eclectic, casual wedding right so that's probably a lot different than like planning a formal very event flexible yeah on like how the decor came together and that kind of stuff yeah and people still tell me all the time it was like 
the best wedding they've ever been to. Well, let's uh, let's make another debate for our listeners. Uh, tweet us or message us in some way on social media, or you can email us. Uh, did you enjoy planning your wedding? Yeah. Yeah, your name. Yeah, I had a really good time, and my because I have so many friends who are artists, they were like pitching in. I mean, to me, it was. I did so much event planning professionally. Yeah. I feel like I could plan an event in my sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know. I kind of enjoyed the challenge of finding stuff that was unusual and different for not a lot of money. And I had friends who loaned me things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just, I was like, I could either make this miserable or have a really good time. So (laughs) why would I make it miserable? And I don't really give a shit at what, other people think i just want me to like it yeah i'm like they're just showing up for the booze and the food yeah. so as long as that's tight that it's not like i mean i don't have any friends who would come and be like oh my god becky can you believe <laughs> the decor right yeah so okay so let's see here let's let's get to the murderies his his first victim um, was his ex-wife, Ruth Number 1, her new husband, James Stanley Bullock, who's 27. He was a clerk for Union Electric Company of Missouri and uh, studying to be an accountant and also one of Dr. Engelman's patients. But remember how they were still getting it on? Yeah. Yeah. So he and... Uh, Ruth actually Ruth number one Ruth number one they were definitely in on it together in on the, the murder. murder yeah she definitely knew what was going on they'd only been married for five and a half months and um, she collected $64,000 on his life insurance and this article was from 2018. The equivalent would be like five hundred and fifty-five, five hundred and fifty-five thousand dollars in 2018 money, wow. which she gave a significant portion to her then ex-husband Engelman. Mm-hmm. So that whole fen- friends with benefits thing uh, worked out in a couple different ways did she like did they purposefully get divorced and have her remarry so that (laughs) i don't think so okay i didn't get that out of it and i think um this one uh he shot him Mm -hmm. this the first the first one i think was he uh yeah he shot him near the art museum oh wow Mm mm-hmm yeah, it's always weird when we read these stories that happen in town and you're like, ooh. Yeah. That's so close. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Does it say where his practice was? Um, I didn't see a location, but I will look that up mm-hmm. because I had that same question. I thought of that too. Mm-hmm. I think because most of the articles I read, well, some of them were local. I don't know. I guess they didn't feel like that was an important point. I would like to see where it is personally if it yeah. still exists. Yeah. So then... So his primary thing was insurance money. So he would get collaborators to help him. Yeah. Or he was doing moonlighting gigs as a hitman, which I just think if you're doing a side hustle as a dentist, as if your side hustle is hitman, you're doing that for fun if you're a dentist. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. You've already got your money so then in 1963 uh he murders eric fry who is a business associate of engelman at pacific drag stripper so this is the drag racing thing so they i don't know somehow had a business together around the drag strip and eric fry had recently married one of Engelman's former girlfriends. Mm. So 
it's possible he maybe didn't appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think so. I think he just was looking to cash in because they own this property together. Mm-hmm. So um, he was able to divide the insurance proceeds with the widow. Gotcha. He uh, struck him with a rock. Oh. Pushed him down a well. Oh. And then used dynamite to blow him up. Oh, gee. <laughs> Overkill. Yeah, I feel like the rock and the well would have been plenty. Yeah. Maybe even just the rock, depending on how strong you are. Yeah, well, I mean, if you hit someone with a rock and then you push them down a well, if they're unconscious, they're probably not coming back out. Right. And in the 60s, I don't think we had the safety measures around wells that we do now. Right. And if you think about, like, if you've been to... A rural property in Missouri where they have well water instead of, you know, like here we have a water main. Yeah. We don't have well water. Well water is not delicious necessarily. Right. Um, It depends on where you are. Yeah. <clears throat> because we are a beer town, our Anheuser-Busch made sure that our uh, public utility, water utility, was grade a because they didn't want to have to pay for all the water purification that's why our water's so good oh yeah. yeah i wish we could give some to flint michigan yeah <laughs> be nice if we could send some up their way mm-hmm. um anyway so yeah overkill i think is a understatement yes yeah the dynamite also well depending on where it was let me look at this other article and see if it happened at the drag strip. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say where the well was because apparently the death was ruled accidental, which how is that fucking possible? <laughs> right? Like, oops, I fell in a well and then I lit some dynamite on top of myself. I, Yeah. <laughs> well, and dynamite's really loud. Yeah. And also... I just feel like whoever was on that case doing the investigation, um, maybe, maybe he was getting some free dental care. <laughs> I, they definitely dropped the ball somewhere if it was ruled accidental. Yeah. This article says Frey's widow sunk sixteen thousand of the twenty-five thousand insurance settlement into the drag strip, which was bankrupt by nineteen sixty-four. So he definitely benefited from the death of this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't. So Fry and a large amount of dynamite ended up at the bottom of a well that was blown up. So I don't know if. Oh, okay. Fry, 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 whatever, was helping Engelman with construction at the site. So maybe that's how they covered it up. Mm-hmm. maybe they were saying like gotcha okay. they were destroying the well yeah at, so it was at the drag strip that makes slightly more sense barely <laughs> i still feel like someone was asleep at the wheel oh yeah okay next victim peter j holm shot in pacific missouri <laughs> his wife carmen miranda holm oh yeah <laughs> A former dental assistant trainee who had worked for Engelman and known him since childhood. She ordered the hit to collect 60 grand in 2018 money. That would have been $271,600 life insurance policy on Holm. So another source says that he seduced her. This source that says that she ordered the hit. Mm. Either way, they ended up splitting the insurance money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say he probably seduced her. Yeah. This other article says he used his charms on his dental assistant, Karma Miranda, which I cannot believe. Why would you name your kid that? <laughs> like, did they just put a bowl of fruit on her head from the time she came out? Yeah. She was only 24. And he's clearly much older than her at this point. 
persuaded her to marry a man she didn't care much for or about, Peter Holm, the bridegroom ended up with a bullet in his head. Miranda paid around ten grand of the seventy-five seventy-five thousand insurance to her boss. Um, I'm surprised that he accepted such a small amount. Yeah. I mean, the conversion rate seems fairly high. Yeah. When you compare, like, it's what, about triple? Uh, let's see. Uh, to somewhere between three and four times the amount. So it would have been like, you know, $35,000, something like that. Mm-hmm. But still, I don't know. I think he just got off on the fun of killing people. I don't yeah. think... I think the money was just side benefit. Yeah. So then... um, He did a, a family, whole family. Ugh. Arthur and Vin- Vernita Goosewell... Goosewelly... Okay, this has to be German, which would be Goosewell... But I'm sure that's not how people pronounced it because we're in Missouri and we say everything wrong. Yeah. They, I'm sure they said Goosewelly, but I'm sure it's also Goosevel, but whatever. In 1977, their son Ronald. Ronald's share of the estate was about a quarter of a million dollars, went to his new wife, Barbara, who collected a $190,000 life insurance policy. In 1977, that's a lot of flipping money. Yeah. So if we take that and we quadruple that, that's that's inching up on a million, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, surprise! Before she hooked up with her husband, Ronald, she had an affair with the dentist. Hmm. Suspicious much? Hmm. So now this one, uh, let's see. So Engelman, Arthur was shot. Vernita was bashed to death. Then the son was murdered 17 months later. So his widow could claim the millions in life insurance she had taken out in her, on her husband. The sole heir to his parents' oil business. Hmm. That explains why they have so much money. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. $1.46 million in 2018. Nobody, nobody said I was a math magician. Right. Boyle was convicted in her husband's murder, was, but was acquitted of killing his parents. She was subsequently sentenced to 50 years in prison for the murder of her husband. And she was released from Dwight Correctional Center in October 2009. Hmm. We may have to look into this. This lady, she sounds compelling. I wonder, um, I didn't have time to look into how she got, got in on it. Like why they, maybe just because she ordered the hit. Mm -hmm. So there was an accomplice, Robert Handy. He pled guilty to conspiring to commit the killings was sentenced to 14 years and served his time. Engelman confessed to the three killings while in prison. Oh, and I read something in a, I have like this compilation of all these articles in one document. Yeah. I had read something that he confessed to after he got life sentences were like, I don't know. It told it up to like 330 years. Like he wasn't ever getting out. He was like, well, shit, I might as well go ahead and, admit to a couple other things um and they made it sound like he wanted to offer closure to the family i was like bullshit (laughs) that is not how sociopaths work he wanted to make sure that nobody else got credit for his work exactly you know that's how they are yeah yeah they always that's why like um oh god what's his name uh egg kemper he loved talking to the cops and yeah. to the FBI. Yeah. He was like, let me tell you what I did. Was he the one that also wrote the letters to, the, like, when he wasn't getting caught, 
he wrote letters to the police to like give them clues or something oh no that was btk oh okay yeah 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 he totally could not stand that he was not getting attention anymore yeah and um he ended up sending them just sidebar he sent them like a a floppy disk or something that was traceable back to the church he worked at yeah so he wasn't very good at computery stuff but or he wanted to get caught and also um the zodiac he wrote into the newspaper mm-hmm. like a lot of serial killers they like they can't take it if they're not getting attention yeah they're t- i mean part of the sociopath formula includes being a narcissist so anyway then there was Sophie Marie Barrera. She'd done some work for him in her dental lab, and she was threatening to take him to court because he owed her almost 15 grand. Hmm. Well, normally I would say that that's a really smart thing to do. Uh, it was the South St. Louis Dental Laboratory. So I guess, like, you know, if you're getting a crown made or whatever, that was her business. Uh, 2018 equivalent would be, like, $45,000, almost forty six. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, so he blew up her car while she was in it. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. It's so weird that he's picking all these different methods. Well, that's his love of planning. Yeah. He really, they think he really got off on trying out different methods. I mean, bludgeon with a rock, tossed in a well, um, dynamite, mm-hmm. shooting. I would think shooting would be not very satisfying for right. him because yeah. that's just not personal enough. You could too be too normal, too normal, too far away. I mean, yeah. I feel like his, uh, you know, if he was going to get ribbons for twisted, the rock well dynamite combo is probably the weirdest one yeah for sure and that it got ruled accidental yeah so bizarre that's super (laughs) kooky anyway so around this time the police start connecting the dots and they were pretty sure that engelman was behind the killings so they turned to a somewhat unlikely snitch engelman's third wife also named ruth ruth too (laughs) He had, because, you know, got somebody's got to know about all this cool shit I did, had blabbed to her about the murders in bed after sex. Ew. Uh, okay, that pillow is... Pillow talk. Gross. The worst pillow talk I can think of. <laughs> yeah. That's pack your bags talk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. then... Absolutely. The article says, which she found more than mildly disturbing. (laughs) (laughs) I think what she found extremely alarming would be more appropriate. Yeah. I'm not going to pick on the writer, but. um, And she was also hearing murmurs that he was thinking about maybe taking her out. Mm. So I guess she had an insurance policy. Mm-hmm. So she told the police about his descriptions of the murders and agreed to wear a wire oh. so that they could capture him bragging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a month later, Engelman, Miranda, as in Carmen, <laughs> and two male accomplices, Miranda's brother, Nick and Robert Handy, were under arrest. Miranda testified against him in his trial for Holmes murder, which resulted in a guilty verdict in a 50-year sentence. Guilty verdict in a 50-year sentence. Later, his trial for Barrera's bombing got him life. Mm. So then, um, Robert Handy looking for a way to get some leniency with his sentencing offered up some dirt on the Guswelli murders mm. telling 
and he snitched on Engelman and Barbara Boyle and said that they were lovers and that the couple targeted him because of their money. And Barbara pursued Ronald until he finally engaged her and then they got married so that she could get it because remember they had um, oil money. Yeah. The way you said engaged her, that's a funny way to put it. <laughs> oh, got engaged? Whatever. Engelman ends up pleading guilty to the three murders and gets three more life sentences. So how many is he up to now? So now he's got, he's got one, he's got Holmes murder, which is a 50 year sentence. Mm -hmm. And then three life sentences for, uh, the murder of Robert Guswelli. And then Barbara only got 50, but we, we talked about that already. Yeah. Right before his trial, he developed diabetes and complications killed him in 1999. Uh. He did live long enough to see Hollywood hunk Corbin Burnson play him in the cheesy horror movie. I feel a little <laughs> conflicted about yeah, that. Like... <laughs> I don't think I like that. No. So he was a real P.O.S. Yeah. And I am still, like, blown away by how many women he was able to manipulate into... Helping him. Yeah, I mean, we are talking about really significant sums of money. But, like, the one that he gets to marry someone that she doesn't even like. Yeah. Just, yeah, like, that's, like... That's a long game. Yeah. That's a long con. Right. That's not... You're not gonna... There's a lot of parts and pieces there. Like, I wonder if he kept a really elaborate journal or something, or did he keep all this stuff in his head? I'm thinking about Dexter. You know how in Dexter he had his um, his glass slides that he kept samples of blood from his victims? I never saw Dexter, but... Oh, well, he had this, like... It was a... Um, a wooden box and he would take a sample of their blood and put it on um, like a microscope slide mm -hmm. and he had a slide a wooden slide case and it was hidden inside the air vent like mm. a, a air whatever the air vent the duct yeah like the air conditioning vent yeah he had it hidden in there those were his trophies were the little right um, microscope slides. I wonder if he had, because these are so elaborate, or if he was just like super arrogant and playing it by ear. It kind of seems like he was blab blabbing about it to other people too. So. Well, and I wonder about the pillow talk. Like, was <laughs> he telling his wife because he just couldn't stand it. He was like, I have to tell somebody I did the yeah. most awesome thing. You're never going to believe what I did. And I got away with it. Yeah. Was he super arrogant and proud of himself? Or was he telling her because he wanted her to know that he was not to be fucked with? Yeah. Or like, I think it's probably the her. first. <laughs> or, or like, you know, cause he's trying to get people to help him with this stuff. Like maybe he was trying to get her in on it too. Yeah, maybe he was feeling her out to see if she could be persuaded mm -hmm. to help him. Like, hey, so we could get divorced, and then I've got this guy picked out. Right. Um. So anyway, he. Uh, yeah, it ended up being that his total sentencing was an extra three hundred and thirty years. Ooh, good riddance. Yeah, so he was, he was something. <laughs> yep, he was a killer driller. I can't, that is so <laughs> funny to me. I'm like, really? So I looked it up and it says that he had a dental practice in the Bevo Mill area. And I'm guessing that it's got to be over, um, because it said he was part of the Gravoy Granada Business Association. So that would be probably between... Gravoy, like in Morgan Ford, and Gravoy in Kings Highway. If you're mm -hmm. in, like, so 
heavy anchor the shoe guys place yeah 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 like somewhere in that strip what's that um what's the place where everybody goes to get their boots that's been there for forever i don't know i don't they have a cool old sign mm-hmm. anyway so it's got to be somewhere in that business district right around, along there i couldn't find anything that gave an exact dentist lame i would mm-hmm. like or dentist address. Yeah, address sorry brain is tired um mm-hmm. i couldn't find anything but bevo mills business district is kind of small it's yeah like five blocks probably it's not very big so it had to be somewhere in that little strip on um gravoy yeah right down from the mill which bevo mill actually has a windmill yep and that's why that um because there were lots of dutch, dutch. Oh. yeah and that the scrubby dutch they called them the scrubby dutch because it was common to see the dutch settlers actually like washing their steps that's where the nickname came from huh. known for their cleanliness i actually had a landlord when i lived in a uh it was a four family flat and she was not dutch she was greek but she scrubbed the steps like the interior steps in a four family flat connect all the apartments on on the back side of the apartments on the interior to go to the basement mm-hmm. and she washed the steps like once a week huh. she was like 75 years old and she get to can i just tell you that that is something i would never do yeah they would just be dirty <laughs> yeah for real i'd be like if i can't swear for that shit i'm out yep but i did i had another neighbor who lived across the street um who picked the weeds out of the sidewalk within a regular fork yikes yeah but she also had one of those really big cushy things that you wear around your neck when you had when you have whiplash yeah she was like the Gladys Kravitz of the neighborhood, so she was always telling me if people came in my yard and stuff. Yeah. She has a great alarm system, um, <laughs> but she'd have a total cow if someone parked in front of her house. But she also, she'd wear her whiplash neck brace, but not consistently, and then be out there with like, oh, it was a butter knife and a fork. I'm like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they make tools for that. Yeah. Picking out the tiniest, like, God forbid, anything busted through crack in the sidewalk yeah Mm -mm. yeah gotta love south city yeah for sure anywho so that's the killer drilla nice well and apparently there is a series on investigation discovery called deadly dentist Mm. that included uh dr glenn engelman which i missed Mm -hmm. i'm not watching the cheesy horror movie but i might watch that (laughs) sounds great we're ditching cable soon so i better get on it um so i wanted to plug my uh my brother worked on this um docuseries hold on i'm gonna pause because i want to look it up real quick so my brother uh worked on this docuseries called the witnesses uh-huh. And it premiered on the Oxygen Network, but it looks like you can also watch it. You can watch it on their website. There's only two episodes. Um, you can watch it on their website, or you can watch it on NBC.com. Just look oh, up, nice. Just look up The Witnesses. Um, and it's about... Here, I'll read the little blurb they have on the website. I actually watched it yet, but um, it just seemed um, relevant to Creepy Club listeners' interests. Uh, It's the two-night investigative special follows the stories of four former Jehovah's Witnesses as they recount details of the sexual abuse they endured during their time within the organization. So not a happy watch, but definitely a creepy one. Oh, yeah. Creepy and crimey. Yes. Uh, So check that out. My brother was a lead editor on that. So that's pretty sweet. So remember last week when I shouted out to Brayden Henze who did our awesome intro and outro music? Oh yeah. Oh, and I have a shout out too, but you first. Well, uh, he got back to me and he oh, good. made a video for us. He did. I'm going to play it. I don't know if the audio will come through. Okay. So I was hoping to play the audio 
through the podcast, but I'm not tech savvy enough to uh, do that. Uh, I bet Brayden would be able to help me with that. <laughs> but anyway, probably. Um, yeah. So he said he sent us a little video clip and uh, he, he said that um, he wanted everybody to guess what the little sounds at the end of the outro music are. He said, that's the trick. So, uh, write in with your guesses. Um, also, he wants everyone to go to BradenHenze.com. That's B-R-A-D-E-N-H-E-N-Z-E.com. And he's got a um, podcast called Brayden in the Car After Too Much Coffee. I think that's what it's called. I squealed <laughs> when I saw that because I was like, oh my God, this is like, yes. I feel attacked. Brayden in a Car After Too Much Coffee. It's and, like my whole life. <laughs> yeah. And the podcast I remember him having was called Tech Talk Tonight. I think um, that might be, if you listen to it nowadays, it might be a little... Um, like obsolete much like technology tends to do but anyway um you can check that stuff out at his website and he also does some twitch streaming gaming stuff which is cool can i also say he has like a really lovely friendly face yeah i agree he has a resting friendly face yeah so go check out his resting friendly face yeah com. he he's a handsome young gent with a, a resting friendly face and very talented f very what is wrong with my mouth today yeah very talented uh uh mixer of sounds yeah we really appreciate that outro mm -hmm. and i'm definitely gonna check out your um car audio and i have a question for you because this is legit a daily problem i think i have attempted to use every possible gadget that is on the market currently to mount my phone on the dash <laughs> and every single one of them has failed me yeah and inevitably while i'm driving on the highway i've got my call going i'm doing a conference call or my phone's on speaker or whatever and it ends up on the floor of the passenger seat Mm -hmm. or passenger side where i can't reach it yeah and then i'm just yelling at the person i'm like i'm sorry i dropped you like <laughs> nothing i've tried all the different things and so i most recently found this thing that looks it looks like um it's the shape of a person mm -hmm. and its head is a hanger so you can hang it from your um rear view mirror oh okay and then its arms are bendy to wrap around the phone because uh -huh. i was like fuck magnets magnets clearly don't work yeah and it works if i also put a rubber band across the top of it i was like <laughs> there has to be some kind of phone gadget that I actually use, works i use a pop socket holder i had a pop socket but then it's like a vent mount too yeah those have never worked for me yeah they like they i don't i don't know if it's just me like as a product user i'm no, really hard I've on stuff i've definitely gone through a lot of iterations of that kind of gadget to they find just, the one that i like this keep i've tried the ones on the vent the kind you mount on your window the kind you mount on your dash yeah everything at some point or another my phone falls down yeah and it's driving me nuts. I'm like, this should not be that hard. I'm about to make my own out of pipe cleaners. Yeah. Well, if any other listeners have anything, have any uh, gadgets that they like. But he seems to have topic, something that was not wobbly and yeah, looked, that's true. looked pretty solid. So, yeah. so anyway, thanks yeah. for your assistance. And I'm definitely going to check out the U yeah. YouTube channel. I love a resting friendly face. Yeah. And thanks for the intro and outro music as always. Um, mm -hmm. And if you want to... Uh, chime in with your personal stories or uh, if you have any topic suggestions or if you want to weigh in on the topic of we have man we have like a bunch of polls going this episode we've got did you enjoy planning your wedding what do you think the creepy sounds at the end of the outro music are and I feel like there was another one. Oh, what what gadget do you use to hold your phone in your car that doesn't uh, 
fall down <laughs> while you're on the highway. If you want to weigh in, tweet us at Creepy Club Pod. Email us at Creepy Club Podcast at gmail.com. Message us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Creepy Club Podcast. Uh, slide into our DMs on Instagram at Creepy Club Podcast. You can follow me at Riss Boomba, R-I-S-B-O-O-M-B-A-H. You can follow Heidi at Creepy Club Heidi. Um, if you want to see this Killadrilla's face, um, you can go to creepyclubpodcast.com and search for the meeting minutes for this episode. That's where we like to post our sources and all that jazz. So yep. if you want to know more I'm, about him, check that out. If you want to see his mugshot. Mm-hmm. I didn't post the picture where he looks crazy because <laughs> I think it's intentionally crazy yeah, looking. Yeah, well, if you Google this dude's name, you'll you'll see it immediately. There's no shortage of that particular picture and if you enjoy the podcast please support us by rating reviewing and subscribing to us on itunes or whatever podcast app that you prefer and tell your friends tell your mom tell your aunt tell your uncle neighbors tell your neighbors tell your i don't know whatever your acquaintances tell your coworkers if you if you dare (laughs) if you dare yeah but be like this could be a conversation opener yeah icebreaker be like Hi, I'm Heidi. What's your name? Mm-hmm. Maybe wear a button that says "Ask Me About Creepy Club." No, we were gonna role play. Oh, there. I'm so sorry. I thought you were just giving an example. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Heidi. I'm um, I'm Rissa. Do you like things that are creepy or crimey? Uh, what's crimey? Like you know, serial <laughs> Sounds killers like crimey. and, and oh, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like forensic files, that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm in, I'm interested in that totally of a podcast for you that's a uh, a strange question for somebody i've just met but that okay well i'm just trying i'm trying to build rapport oh okay okay (laughs) i didn't know what else to talk about i'm ruining it we're here at this party and so you said podcast i love podcasts perfect if you go to like i don't know if itunes or whatever stitcher or what you can totally find it there it's it's super fun they talk about paranormal you know cryptids and true paranormal cryptids i love those yeah and heidi doesn't believe in aliens and it drives rissa crazy i know that would drive me crazy and it's so weird that the hosts have the same names as we do i know that's why i think you need to check it out all right Those Sounds possibly good. our best improv ever. Oh my god. Uh, call the call SNL. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening, and we really hope that you join us next time. Meeting adjourned. See ya!